You are listening to the Listen Curiosity podcast. So, if you could first uh, start by introducing yourself. Yes. Hello, everybody. I am Jacqueline Ortiz, the self love diva. And what I do with my mission, my vision, my passion is to empower women and men to live their best life, to truly fall in love with themselves so they can raise their vibration and live life to the fullest. So that is me. I've written courses. I've written books. I have different uh, toolkits and things available. I do a little bit of everything. Yeah. So uh, first thing, uh, tell us uh, tell us about um, what self-love is. That seems like a good place to start. Josh, that is the best place to start because what I say is, Josh, that self-love is the foundation for everything. If you're building a skyscraper, you'll start at the top. You'll start painting or putting windows. You start with the foundation, with the cement and laying the foundation. And the most important thing is we forget how important self-love is. We are so busy running around, like doing, 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 doing for others that we forget to do for ourselves because everything starts from within. So if we don't fill our cup first, our heart full of love, then guess what? We're only giving at that level. So we're only giving the fumes, the scraps that we have left over. But when we fill ourselves up with real love and self-love is really loving, accepting yourself, feeling a sense of self-worth, being feeling deserving, prioritizing yourself. And I'm not talking about anything egotistical or it's me, 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 me. I am talking about truly unconditionally loving yourself, accepting this yourself just as you are right now, as you're progressing through life and going through life and going and achieving and acquiring and being the person you want to be. But until you get there, it's loving yourself every step of the way, truly accepting yourself and talking to yourself in a beautiful, loving way, the way you would talk to other people. So it's all about treating yourself the way you would treat others. And hopefully that is in a beautiful, kind, compassionate way. Because if it's not, then we have to talk about that too. Yeah, that's what self-love is. So leading on from that, can anyone practice it, uh, practice self-love? And who would you recommend it to? Well, self-love, like I said, it is the foundation. Self-love is for absolutely every human being, everyone on the planet, male, woman, whatever you are, gender bias, whatever it is, whatever, it doesn't matter where you come from. You could be a Martian and you need self-love because like I said, self-love is a foundation for you to feel good about yourself, to have a fully fulfilling life. And yes, absolutely every single being on the planet needs to practice self-love. It keeps you happy, keeps you safe. It is what motivates you, inspires you. It's what gives you life meaning. It is everything. And also, it's not just for women, because people think, oh, women self-love, self-care. I am not talking about self-love being self-care, about getting your nails done or your hair or makeup. It's not about that. That is, of course, things that make you feel good and self-care, getting your nails done, stuff like that. It shows you that you're prioritizing yourself and doing things you love. If you want to go for a walk in nature, whatever that is, that is self-care. But I am talking about true, profound self-love where you could look at yourself in the mirror and look at your eyes because your eyes are the soul of your, of your, um, to the windows of your soul and really love yourself just as you are. Flaws and all and love yourself where you are right now as you are becoming the being that you want to be. 
And yes, it's for absolutely everybody and men too. Because like I said, it's not about hair, makeup, anything like that. It's about really having deep, profound reverence and respect and love for your being, for who you are, for the temple that your body is, your heart, for your mind, for everything. That's what self-love is. So I'm not talking about just self-care with nails. That's the least of it. It, is, it comes first from loving yourself. Because when you love yourself, then you're willing to prioritize yourself and do the things that make you happy. So self-love is the key, the foundation. It's the hidden key to doing everything you want. It is the hidden key to attracting true love, to joy, to abundance. Because what happens is when you don't love yourself enough, for instance, um, I have clients. So they're like, I want to fall in love. I want to fall in love. I want to love my life. I want my soulmate. I want my soulmate. And that's awesome. Good. All right. But until you really learn to love yourself and accept yourself, you're going to be attracting at that level of scarcity or I don't have, or I don't feel I'm good enough. Or so you're going to repel the high quality man or woman that you want. If you don't feel you're worthy of someone like that, or let's say you, you feel like I want to attract and you, you just keep manifesting and you find someone. It is really hard to keep that level of relationship. That's why people say, well, I got ghosted or he just or she disappeared or whatever, or it didn't work out. If you're both vibrating at different levels, it's hard to keep that frequency and, and attract that person and keep that person because eventually you're going to push him or her away by being jealous or being insecure or not feeling good enough. And the frequency, the energy is not going to mesh and it's going to repel the other person away or just have conflicts or whatever. So yeah, so it's for everybody. Did I answer your question? Because I, you're told, yeah. Josh, you're in trouble. You know why, Josh? I love you, but you're talking about my favorite topic, which means you're in trouble because I can talk about this forever without breathing. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's funny you said I'm been, I read a book a while ago uh, and it, and it talked actually had a brief thing about um, self-love and it said, and it was one quote that hit me from it. You're already enough as it is, which yes. it, which I did hear and instantly, you know, straight away you uh you feel something. And that that that's that stuck with me since that book. I love that, Josh. All right, I love that. You're a man who's proactive, who's thinking about the important things in life, like loving yourself. Because so many times, and I'm not don't beat me up, but so many times men think, oh, self-love is about hair and nails and makeup no 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 that is a component that is one of the things that may make you feel good but to a gentleman it may feel good to go for a walk in nature go hunting go biking whatever rocks their world you know i don't know whatever they want to do go play sports or something and that's good but it's deeper than that it is that profound level self-love that it transforms you and me men everybody at a deep cellular level because everything we are everything we see everything we feel everything is love that's we're in the sea of love in the ocean of love but yes the most important thing is once you feel i am enough that is the most powerful thing i am i am good enough i am more than good enough and when you feel that you really feel that your energy your frequency raises up higher um do you mind if i say a quick process i think people should do that. I think it'll be great. Would that be okay with you, Josh? Oh, that people would be up for that, yeah. All right, all right. So the words I am 
is the most powerful two words you could put together that are amazing. That and thank you and stuff like that. But when you say I am, what you're doing is you're identifying, you're buying into, you're embracing, you're embodying what goes after I am. So that's how you identify yourself. So I am a boy, I am a girl, I am this, I am that. So I invite you and everyone to say I am and pick three or four words that are ways of being and hint, hint the adjectives. For instance, I am a loving, courageous, powerful leader. Then at the end, you finish with a noun, which could be leader, woman, man, entrepreneur, business person, uh, father, mother, whatever rocks your world. So my, I have a different mantras I use, and one of them is really powerful, the one I use for me, but everybody's whoever you want to be, come. Because we're all in the process of being and evolving and growing. So the amazing, wonderful thing is that we get to step into whatever we say I am, because you identify with that. So I am a joyful, loving, powerful leader. But you can say, I'm a loving, caring, compassionate mother or woman or man. Or I am a confident, vicious, um, sort of man or whatever it is. And you finish with that. And you keep repeating that you feel the emotion of what you want to step into and eventually you absolutely will become that because that is who you identify with and subconsciously your brain is saying yes this is who I am I am I am I am and eventually you'll embrace it and embody it until one day you're like oh hell I am a joyful courageous loving powerful leader or I am an um, ambitious courageous confident man or whatever it is so I invite everyone to do that yeah that definitely makes definitely makes sense um so what would you say to people that don't think they have enough time to put set put aside time for for, for self-love oh josh you cannot tell me that someone does not have enough time for the most important point thing in the world which is loving themselves because look at this way you and I we only have one of us and guess what you I we can't run away divorce or anything from ourselves we are with ourselves 24 7 365 days a year every single day until our last dying breath so we can't go like nine to five to a job and leave our job we can't divorce our spouse we can't just can't get away from our kids. We can't do any of those things when it comes to us. So they're with us forever until our last dying breath. So the most important job you and I, we all have, is to truly love ourselves. So that way we could be our very best self and get that out. So for people that say, women or men that say, I don't have enough time. I'm like, excuses, excuses, excuses. I'm going to find time for you. Um, be a time management, time wizard. So what I would say is, for instance, when I take a shower, I'm brushing my teeth. And you can see I put out a lot of gook on my face. So as I'm putting gook on my face and brushing my teeth and washing my hair and doing stuff, I say amazing, beautiful affirmations to myself. I am more than good enough. I am wonderful. I am loving. I am lovable. I am deserving of love. I am worthy. I am. I am. I am. I am. I'm brushing my teeth. I'm saying that to myself, putting my makeup on, taking a shower. I mean, any of those things, because... Those are so that's time. I'm at the gym. I love to work out. So when I'm working out, instead of counting reps, one, two, three, four, five, I say, I am a loving, powerful leader. 
I am a light worker, lover, leader, healer, healer, uh, speaker, teacher, whatever affirmations you want to say. So I'm doing reps and you're supposed to do 12. So I, as I'm doing my reps, I am doing that. As I'm at the gym, I'm, I'm walking, I'm exercising. At traffic lights, what are you going to do at a traffic light? And there's tons of traffic lights in England, just like in the U.S. And instead of sitting there at traffic lights saying, oh my God, we're in traffic. Oh, this traffic. What do I say? What a beautiful day. I am so blessed I'm alive. I am worthy. I am deserving. So there we go. We found time when you're in traffic, when you're at a stoplight, when you're taking a shower, when you're getting dressed, when you're putting makeup on for those women that put makeup on. Um, whatever you're doing, you know, you could just do that. Whenever you go walk your pet, you could do that or anything. Just it's be um, a time ninja and get creative on ways you can do that and squeeze loving yourself because again it's the most important thing and that is the gift that keeps on giving and giving and giving because you're giving yourself love and the more love you have the more love you have to put out and give out and share with other people and when you're doing that and loving yourself it's not just like love from all right what do you like what you know like people asking you oh can you do this for me you do this for me you do that and you want to be an empathetic nice kind person you go okay yes 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 i'll do all this or that but then you don't have time for yourself. But what happens is you start to feel, or we start to feel a sense of resentment. Like I have so many things to do, I don't have time for myself. But when you give yourself time and you prioritize yourself and you say, I am enough, I am more than good enough. Guess what? When you fill your tanks up, when you're giving, you're giving from a different place. You're giving from a place of abundance. Yes, I got, I got you, I got you. Instead of resentment. So, and the other person can feel it. And it's all about energy and vibration. So Josh, if you ask me for a favor and I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll do it. You know, how do you feel? You feel guilty or you're, you're just like saying blink, blink, blink behind your breath, you know, underneath your breath or something like that. Or you feel uncomfortable, you feel guilty or whatever it is. But if I have my tanks full and I'm like, sure, Josh, I love you. I'll do anything for you. Absolutely. You're receiving from a different place. And that changes my energy, changes your energy, and it changes the world because that's where we are, energetic beings in this planet. So that's the best thing you can do. Be a time self-love ninja and figure out little ways that you can have time here and there and just prioritize yourself. You are worth it. You are. And of course, you, you know, with anything, you can start small as well. Like if people were worried about it, they could start. I don't know, doing it for two minutes a day and then start building it up. Yeah, just squeeze, like I said, be a ninja. Squeeze every, every time you have. You're doing dishes, you're cooking, you're, um, like I said, driving, you work. How many times was people eating some work and you're like, oh, and listen to stupid me. Oh my God, I can't help. Instead, say, all right, I am in this meeting. I am going to be a time ninja, self love ninja. I am worth it. I am so happy that at least I have a job. You know why? Because I am worth it. I am this. I am that. Whatever it is, you know, I am powerful. I'm confident. I am deserving of a raise. I am deserving. Use your mind for your benefit. So it's all about playing little games and ninja games with you until you embrace it and embody it. And then, yes, on the weekends or whenever, depending on your schedule, find extra time to do things that really fill up your tank with true inner peace and joy and happiness yes i think i want to sort of touch on is i i can myself and probably thousands of people listening it they can be a bit uh they can be guilty of being a people pl 
people pleasers sometimes. Uh, so I wanted you to explain the concept to listeners and what they can do to what they can do to change it really. Yes. And it's wonderful to please people. It makes us feel good. What doesn't feel good is when we go overboard and we let people take over our boundaries or we don't have boundaries. So that's when I say it's very important to have um, the CCCs. I call this a three simple way to do it, which is creating boundaries. And that is, the first one is to create clear boundaries and make sure they're very clear. The second is to communicate those boundaries. And number three is commit to compliance, which is when someone oversteps your boundaries, you're committing to communicating again. So you just go back again and reestablish your clear boundaries. Because in the beginning, when you do say, hey, listen, I just don't have the time. And you know, it's, everything is how we approach things. You know what I'm saying? If we, someone asks for something, I mean, you know what? I would love to, but I really don't have the time. Or if it's at work, let's say, you go, okay, you want me to do this and that. Okay, like a boss or something. And you go, okay, well, you want me to prioritize that. All right, so this is what I have to do today to do to, to, to you listed. What would you wish for me to prioritize and what can I drop out of my list? And they would probably say, wow, you have a lot, you know, if they're compassionate. If not, then depending on the person you're dealing with, then that's when it's important for you to set clear, 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 clear boundaries and communicate those boundaries in a way that is effective. Not about getting angry or hostile or defensive, but just in your energy, you say, you know what, Josh, I would love to jump on this and that, but I just truly, I can't. I appreciate the invitation, I appreciate the offer another time or something. It's just about how, when you say something, you say it with authority. And also remember, no, it's a complete sentence. Most of us, I, I don't know you as much as I would love to get to know you, Josh, but you seem to be just like I am, very empathetic, a very caring, compassionate, empathetic person. That's just the energy I'm picking up from you. And that's the way I am. So it's very difficult to say no to someone. And I get that. But when you're saying no to someone, and it's a reasonable no, not because, and I know you're not like this at all, selfish or greedy or narcissistic or anything like that. You just say no because you just can't. Guess what? You're saying yes to you. And it's so important to say yes to you. Your higher self, your soul needs that, needs to feel that you're more than good enough. So again, three steps, get clear on what it is, your boundaries, communicate the boundaries in a very concise, clear, non-defensive, just say it, and then commit to compliance. And someone, in the beginning, there may be a little hostility or from on their end, or they may be like, wait, Josh, you always did this for me. What do you mean you can't, you don't have time? You know, because they're gonna be shocked, you know, in the beginning. And that's okay. And you just, again, you just reiterate what you just said in a very clear way. And it's all about the delivery and it's all about how you say it and just stand in your power. You're powerful. Uh, thank you. I think that great advice for myself and people listening. Um, so, you, so you have had a, um, a book published. Have you got any other plans for any other books? Well, I have right now Extraordinary You, and I just finished recently my self-love mastery course, which is a, 
is a very comprehensive course on how to fall in love with yourself. And it has hypnosis, meditation, uh, 10 90 minute um, uh, classes, modules. It's got chakra balancing. It's got you name it. Because I, like I said, energy is critical. We're all made up of energy. So I just finished that course. I am in the process of, I also uh, finished the chakra course. And I'm in the process of attract love now, which is going from self-love to attracting a true love soulmate or, or whatever. Um, I love books. I love books. But you know what? I don't know if you can tell from my energy that I'm very interactive and I'm like... You know, and I love the modules and the interaction with people and the courses and the training and stuff like that. So I love that. So I am working now instead of on another book, I'm working on a course uh, to attract love now. All right, that's that's quite a lot to um, <laughs> quite a lot to unpack. Yeah, but it's so it's pretty much got a bit of everything then. Yes. Well, like I said, it has um, the modules. I had to talk to you in a child. Um, how to really fall in love with yourself, how to change your mindset, because I don't know, like remember we were talking about affirmations before and we were talking about I am when you say uh, after that, which is I call this exercise just be me. I am a, a joyful, loving, powerful leader or whatever it is. I don't know if you if you know, or your audience knows that on average, it's been estimated, we have over 60,000 thoughts a day. And out of those 60,000 thoughts a day, approximately 80% are negative. And out of those 80% are negative, approximately 95 are the same repetitive thoughts over and over again. So that's all we're doing. We're thinking negative, negative, negative. And what this course does is shift your thoughts, shift your mindset, your feelings, your emotions from a subconscious level, because I don't know if, you, if your audience knows, um, consciously, like you and I are conscious right now, we're operating 5%, but 95% is our subconscious. So it's like, that's the reason why we were gonna die and say, I'm not gonna eat bonbons and cake and cookies and stuff, I'm just gonna eat healthy. And that goes out the window. New Year's resolutions go out the windows right away because consciously that's what you want, but your subconscious is what's winning the game and 95% is operating. So that's why the hypnosis, I call it hide me up. I create this, which is hypnosis and meditations and you put them together and it affects you at a subconscious level so you can fall in love with yourself, like deeply fall in love with yourself. So, yeah. I don't know if you... No, this book, but I'm at the minute reading. It's called the Power Power of Now. Yes, yes. Um, by um, to oh, oh, totally. I believe so. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I had that book um, many years ago, and it's it's, it's kind of like the same. It's about serenity, meditation, being in the now is everything. Because look at it this way, so many of us get angry, upset at past relationships, past ex-husbands, ex-wives, uh, uh, our parents, whatever it is. And I understand many of us have had very challenging childhoods, including myself, and we get uh, upset at the past. But guess what? If you look behind, there's nothing behind. There's nothing, just space. You cannot, we cannot change anything that happened in the past. But what happens is the sad thing is that even though it's the worst thing 
that may have happened was what happened to us in the back back then. Like I've dealt with clients have been raped, molested, uh, incest, all this stuff, right? And that is horrible. I would never wish on anybody. But worse than that is when we become prisoners of that by thinking of what happened to us over and over and over again. Because in our minds, we were living it because our mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's not. So what happens is we keep thinking about it. We relive it in our brains and it puts us in a state of depression or anxiety or stress or stuckness that we just can't move forward. What I invite people to do is you can't change your past. No one can. I wish we could, you know? So what I do is I have, a, I created in my course, a six step program, which is you recognize the issue of what happened back then. Then you regress, you go back to revisit, not to reside because you don't want to stay there just so you can learn the lesson. Then we frame everything into how that was a lesson, how you can learn from it, how you can shift it around into the opposite. And then you rewrite it and then you rewire it by over and over again with my hypnosis tapes and our hide me ups. And then you re-imprint it by saying it over and over again. And basically you shift out of that negative mindset what happened. And it doesn't mean you condone it. It just means that you're freeing yourself from the pain. That way you can live life now, which is like the power of now. The future, the future, no one can predict. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. And everything changes. Every, every decision we make changes and shifts the timeline of the future. The only time we have is now. And when you want to manifest anything, you can only manifest in the now. You can't manifest in the past past or in the future, because it's not then. And when is it now? It's always now. So now is the only time that you really have to manifest what you want. And that is the only way you can do it in the now. Everything happens now because when was yesterday? Yesterday. When's tomorrow? Tomorrow. So all we have is now. So yeah, so that's an odd look. Yeah, I'm reading it with an open mind. Because normally I don't re read those those sort of books, so, but I'm reading it with an open mind, uh, and some of it's been quite like, well, yeah, blows blows your mind actually. Yeah, it does. Absolutely does. It's amazing when we let go of our story of what happened and embrace the story that we want to create. That's when we start manifesting. So it's not just about. See, what happens is most of us spend so much time reliving the past. Every time we tell people the story of what happened, what happened, you know, for instance, I got divorced. Many people get divorced and they're like, and they go over and over against the pain. Do you know what I did when I got divorced? I call my mom. I go, mom, mom, guess what? Oh God, what, what? She had no idea I was getting divorced. She goes, I just left the courthouse. She goes, the courthouse? What were you doing there? I just got divorced. What? Yeah, I go, yeah, it's the happiest day of my life and I want to celebrate it. So right now, um, two, four, I call it my F day. Instead of saying F-U-C-K, that day is my freedom day. So every day, every year, and on February 4th, I celebrate it. So it's, everything is how you want to shift things. Instead of saying, oh my God, I was miserable. You know, and I stay in a relationship way, 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 way too long. But instead of being angry, I reframed it into something positive. Guess what? Now I'm free. Now I get to reinvent myself, relive a new life, rewrite. And you and I, we all get to choose how we 
experience something and how we reframe it, rewrite it and rewire into our brain. So it's for your benefit because it's about you. The other person may have done something to hurt you, but that's on them. We don't, we don't worry about judging them or labeling them or cursing them or anything. We just let them live their life. But we just have to focus on us. And that's what goes back to self-love. Loving yourself, despite what happened, rewriting your story in a loving, passionate, compassionate way, empathetic way of how you want your life to live. And then you start creating that life because your subconscious starts to believe it when you keep saying it over and over again. So that's why self-love is so important. See what I'm saying? It's a foundation for everything. So, because we could write our story saying, poor me, or hell yeah, me, I got this, you know? And it's all about how we look at the situation and we frame it to work for us, to empower us, to be a light, you know what I'm saying? Whether we can use it to teach others so they improve their lives or just for us so we can live our best lives by loving ourselves. And the most loving, beautiful thing you can do is rewrite your story in a way that empowers you and empowers others. And it makes you feel good because that's what we came here. We all came here to love and be loved. And it starts with us loving ourselves first. So that way we can attract that love onto other from others. Yeah. Um, how do you find uh, balance, balance uh, self-love with a healthy relationship? Okay, great question, Josh. You knocked it out of the park with that one. <laughs> okay, balance. Again, it all starts with you because what happens is many people think that they want to find someone to feel whole. And guess what? It's impossible. You know why? You, me, we all ourselves are whole as we are. The last thing we want to do is find someone to complete us because we already whole and complete. And that's the most important thing is that we realize that. So because we're all whole and complete, Someone else, we want to invite them into our life to complement, not to complete us, to complement our life and to be a part of our life. But guess what? The balance is loving, respecting yourself, being the very best you, evolving, working on yourself, on really loving yourself. Because guess what? When you do that, the other person and will want to be with you more than ever. You know what I'm saying? It's not about being clingy or needy or desperate or anything like that because that eventually repels the other person if that, whole, if that person feels good about themselves. So when you're whole and complete, you attract someone to you who is also whole and complete. So that in itself is a balance because it's two people coming together to create something that's like a synergy that's even better because it is two whole people rather than being two halves that have to complement each other and then uh, complete each other. And that just brings chaos into the relationship. So the most important thing is to balance yourself, balance your energy, balance the way you feel about yourself, love yourself. And then when you're attracting somebody, you're attracting someone who is at your energy frequency. And by you doing that, that already creates that balance because that person won't be needy and clingy and desperate and or narcissistic or anything like that. So the most important thing, again, is back to loving yourself, so when you're attracting, you're attracting someone who's also balanced. And then you, every relationship is different as to balancing. Some people like to spend more time together. Some people like to be more on their own. That goes also back to five languages of love, which is some people like quality time, but if someone doesn't like quality time, they want words of affirmation. And guess what? 
that person doesn't want to be, they will feel clingy, it will feel like too much if it's the time. So it all depends. Every, every relationship is dynamic. Every relationship has a different balance of how much time they want to spend together, how they want to do the interest. Some people have absolutely zero interest. Like I have zero interest in sports, like zero, 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 zero. So that person wants me to spend time with me watching football games, gets why it's not going to happen. So instead, I use that time to do things I love for myself. He, he or she uses time to love, do things they love. And then when we come together, we have something to share together. And it brings us closer together because now when we're together, it's because we want to be, not because I'm sitting with him watching a sports, I'm thinking, boing, boing, I hate this stupid thing. You know what I'm saying? Instead, when he comes to me, it's like, wow, honey, I'm so happy, I miss you. Instead of, you know, it's about respecting yourself and what's important to you. So it goes back to self-love. You do things that you love and then you communicate to the other person. Baby, honey, sweetie, I love you so much. I love that you love sports. Or I love that you love to get your nails done, depending on who it is, whatever it is. I love it. But guess what? I don't like to do that. So this is what we do. How about you do go watch sports? I got to do this. We'll come back and we can be convenient. We'll have the best dinner or the best walk or the best this. And we get to spend quality time doing the things we love. And that will make our relationship even stronger. And that's what works. Not doing something all the time for someone else. Yes, there's compromise sometimes about different things. Absolutely. But it's about doing what makes you happy and what makes them happy. And then that together, when you come together, it makes everyone happier. It's good you touched on that because I think quite a few people needed to, to hear that, to be honest. Because mm-hmm. I do think the associated thing is, you know, everyone's got to be close together and that's all the time. But, you know, it's that's that's not really healthy is it really right no no it's not healthy because everyone needs time to grow on their own and evolve and spend time with their family or loved ones or friends or whatever or if they have kids from another relationship or whatever so that is very important and very powerful that the other person also respects that and how to do that communication and it's all about how we communicate because say, you know what i hate sports i'm not gonna watch a stupid thing with you that's not how it is. Instead, you say in a way that how can it benefit them? Honey, sweetie, by you watching sports, you know what that means? You are, you're going to have so much fun. I'm going to have fun doing this. And when we get together, we have more quality time to spend together doing the things we love. And then that will bring us close. And we can get snuggled all night. How about that, baby? Or something like that. It's all about delivery. It's all about how you say it. And that, the guy's going to be like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's all about how we say things and the emotion and the way we say it and express ourselves. And that brings balance to the relationship. It's probably the example you did there is probably exactly with, if someone is gonna, someone when they are my future partner or wife, they're probably gonna have to deal with that exact um, scenario you just said there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I'm into football, unfortunately. Like, that's me. That's that's me at the weekends as well. And that's awesome, and that's fine. Because I guess what you're into football, but I doubt you're into getting your hair and nails done all weekend, huh? No, I'm not. Nah. So it works. Everything works. It's just about like before when I say about how you find time for self love, ninja moves. So guess what? If I was married to you, if I'm in a relationship with you, I go, hey, Josh oh my goodness you like sports okay great how about this what time is your sports game because that way there's no conflict of time because the girl's thinking what time i'm going to be there from five to ten o'clock at night okay honey guess what 
you do that, you have a blast. Because guess what? I am going to go for a walk with my parents or my sister or my girlfriends, and we're going to go get our nails done and our hair, and we're going to, or I'm going to go journal, or I'm going to go for a walk, or I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go to the gym, whatever it is, and then we'll get back at 10 o'clock at night, and we'll have a snuggle night, and we'll get cozy, or whatever it is. Um, and it's amazing. So, Josh, if, if a woman told you that, wouldn't you be like, whoa, I am so lucky I got the best girl ever. I mean, she's so cool and understanding. Wouldn't you think that? Be pretty pleased. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's all it is. Guess what? It's all about communication. But if you were instead watching sports all day and you ignore her, she would not be happy. But when you preface it by saying, honey, you know what? This weekend I have the game. Because we don't know. And that happens with me too. My ex, one of my exes loved What's that thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That fighting thing. Uh, UFC. Love UFC. Yeah, yeah. UFC, 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 UFC. One after another, after another, after another. And I'm like, okay, honey, what time is the UFC this Saturday on this Sunday? Okay, so I will block out those times and I will look for things for me to do. But as long as you communicate to your girlfriend, your significant other, those hours, I will, there's a great UFC game or a football game or whatever it is I would like to watch. And then what can you do? What can we do together? How can we compromise? How can we work around? And it's always a workaround. If we love each other and we care about each other and we want to make us work, it's about communicating, not taking another person for granted and just flopping in front of the TV and ignoring the person, but just communicating. Hey, honey, I'm going to watch the game from blah, blah, blah. You know, how can you entertain yourself or whatever? And it, it works. It does. I mean, there are billions of people on the planet and we make it work. Well, some don't. But those are people that don't use the communication skills. So no, yeah, it's just, just like communication mm -hmm. is, is key. In a lot of yes. It. Yes. So you sort of alluded to it earlier. You talked about the healing process. Do you mind sharing sharing with us some of the trauma you've you've overcome personally? Uh and you mean some of the things I've overcome in dating? Yeah, things that you, or just in general, in life. Okay. Sure, of course. Uh, how about, I tell you, for instance, the best relationships I've ever had are the relationships where I attracted that person energetically rather than chasing after them. For instance, when... I can be very assertive. I'm a New Yorker, originally a New Yorker, very assertive, as you can see. And when I would go chasing or hunting for men, or I would see a guy, <clears throat> excuse me, at a bar, I'm like, ooh, he's high or whatever. And I would go do the chasing. Guess what? Those relationships didn't work as much as the relationships where I attracted a different energy frequency. For instance, when you raise your level, that's what I'm saying back to self-love, when you love yourself and truly feel good about yourself, you're attracting people into your life that are the same frequency. So you're in alignment. I've attracted when I, like for instance, I met this guy at a bar and I started talking, I was the one that initiated, started talking to him. He turned out to be a narcissistic and not a good person. Of course, I, I know better. So I walked away, I, I recognized the signs. But the important thing is, when you're dating, it's following how you feel about yourself, how you feel when you're with that person. So many times we settle, and I did settle for a little bit, not realizing the signs. And once I recognized the signs, I ran. 
Um, but the important thing is to, when you're dating, it's not about looks, it's not about money, it's not about anything. It's about how you feel when you're with that person or when you're thinking about that person or when you're talking to that person on the phone or whatever it is. Everything you do, every choice you make, whether it's work, dating, whatever it is, the most important thing is that every single time you make decisions based on how you're feeling. If you are with someone and for instance, that person makes something they say brings you the wrong way or something skips in your heart or your gut, those are your chakras and they're telling you something's off. Because again, oh, I don't know if you know this, 93% of how you and I and everyone communicates is non-verbal. Only 7% is verbal. So, so many times when you're talking to someone, first I was talking to someone and I asked him, can I trust you? And he's like, yes, absolutely. And his, what was it, the left or the right eye? One, one of his eyes, depending how you're looking at the person, started like flickering a little bit. And I'm like, oh, I can't trust him. Cause he's like, yeah, absolutely. And he would say, absolutely, yes, yes. But his eye kept, one eye kept flickering. And that tells me, he subconsciously, he couldn't say, he wasn't being honest. So his subconscious was betraying him. And it turned out that I found out later on through someone that went out with him that he was a liar and a cheater. So that saved me a lot of trouble. So when you're with someone, it's very important that you focus on how you feel, not what that person says as much as the way that you feel or what that person doesn't say verbally. Because again, 93% of what we're communicating is nonverbal. You know what I'm saying? So we could be saying, yes, 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 yes. But for instance, how many times do we say, um, yes, 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 yes. But then our, our head's not going up and down. So it has to be in alignment. So we're going side to side. So the important thing is that if you ask a question, look at every body language, everything to see how you feel until you get comfortable with that person and you get to trust that person, whatever. But when you're dating, be very alert to what people are saying, but more so to what they're doing, the way they treat you. If they say they love you, they care about you, but they stand you up or they're late or they don't call you back or whatever, that is more important than the words. Words, the way I see it, words are easy to say. It's backing up with action. It's verifying, confirming that what they're saying is true and it's by how you're feeling. Everything is how you feel every single time yes yeah, so one of your instagram posts you talk about the um shit sandwich can you tell us what it is and how <laughs> you can how you can avoid taking a bite of it <laughs> yes that's my favorite shit sandwich but that's what i was saying like um so many times we wake up and we for a couple minutes we say like we brush our teeth for, for like two minutes or a minute and we say amazing things about ourselves i this i am that and you say wonderful words of affirmation, but then you spend the rest of the day saying shit words to yourself. I'm so shitty. I can't f believe I did that. I'm so stupid. Why did I make that? Why did I say that? Oh my god! And you just none. That's what I was talking to you. We have about sixty thousand thoughts. Most of them are negative, and most of them are the same things over and over again. And then before we go in bed, we say maybe a quick prayer or a quick say a quick affirmation. But it's not about that. It's like I would say about being a ninja it's all day it's flipping that around and spending most of your day if not as much as you can possibly spend 
treating yourself and talking to yourself in a loving, empathetic, compassionate, caring way. And that's the most important thing. It's not, it's hard for us to believe that we're worthy and good enough if we spend most of the day telling ourselves otherwise and spend a tiny little sliver of positive affirmations, whole shitload of shit, and a tiny little affirmation at the end of the day. It's about changing the way you think and you feel. And that's why I say it's so important to do it at a subconscious level, because 95% of what we are, what we think and what we do is a subconscious level. So that's why it's so important. So at the last sort of question is simple one. What's one thing in the world that makes you happy? I don't know if I can say it on other <laughs> podcasts. It's a three word. But besides that, um, what makes me happy? Wow. That's a powerful question. You know what makes me happy? Honestly, it's sharing how much, how critical, how vital loving yourself is and helping people to embrace it, embody, internalize it, integrate it into the way of being to love themselves, for people to understand how vital it is, love is everything. And for us to love ourselves, to love everyone, because we're all one. And that's another thing, people say, oh, it's so selfish to um, love yourself. Self-love is selfish. It is the most unselfish thing you can do. I'll tell you why it's the most unselfish thing you can do, because if you believe that we're all one, right? The more I love myself, the more I am loving you and you and you and you and you. Because if we're all one, by me loving me, I'm pouring love into myself and that overflow goes out into the universe, into the world and we're all one. So that shares and increases love for everyone. And especially with all the craziness that's going on in the planet right now, what the world needs more than now than ever is love. And the more love we can send out and express onto others, the more it will raise the vibration so other people can get into it. And that's what makes me happy, really, for people to really embrace and embody how critical it is to love ourselves and then to love one another. And I have this thing on my Facebook that I say, um, a challenge. I challenge you to do a loving wonderful, loving thing onto yourself every day and then pass it forward onto someone else and ask that person to pass it forward. So you and I and everyone can create a chain reaction, a tapestry of love by passing it forward and forward every day. Imagine if you wake up, Josh, every day thinking, what can I do to love myself? And then you do something loving to someone else and then you tell them to pass it forward. What kind of planet would it be if you and I and Everyone did this every day and we kept passing it forward every day. You wake up thinking, you know, and that's another thing I, I suggest that uh, people do. I, I just want to tell you this. Before going to bed, this is something I do every single night. I set my intention. I pre-meditate what I want my day to be like the next day. So in addition to saying a prayer every night, I set my intention for how I want to live my next day. And I do this every single day, every single night for how I want to live my next day, which is something along like last night was like, this, after I did my prayer, I said something like, I want to wake up. Let me tonight and every night, let me just regenerate, wake up, regenerated, recharged, reinvigorated 
full of energy, feeling blessed and being a blessing unto others. Let me just spread the joy and wake up feeling truly joyful and blessed and have an amazing day. And guess what? Most of the times, it, that's what happens because you're setting your subconscious at night to program yourself to wake up that way. Almost every, I mean, I don't remember the last time this didn't happen that I literally, I don't wake up. I literally jump out of bed. I wake up full of energy, full of passion, full of joy. And it's because I send my subconscious at night to program this. So when I wake up, I feel that way. And when I wake up, I am feeling awesome. And that's what I want you and your audience to do. So that's what makes me happy is be, it's kind of being a people pleaser is having teaching, embracing, empowering other people to feel their joy, to live life to the fullest, to really, really feel joy because that's what it is at the end of the day. You know, we can't take anything else with us, but we could take we could live every single day being the very best version of ourselves. So if you if you hadn't become a life coach, what do you reckon you'd have been doing instead? Hmm. Wow, that's that's an amazing question. I um I know what I would have loved to do. Anything to do with empowering people, to uplifting people. I am so obsessed with personal development because, like I said, when we die, we can't take clothes, we can't take shoes, we can't take cars, processions. We could just take our souls and how we have evolved to be the best that we can be. So I would have done anything to do with personal development, personal growth. And teaching other people how to do that, which is in a way what I do now. <laughs> I think this is what I was just meant to do. I would love to have been like a light worker and just share the light and be a beacon of light followers. So that would be and has always been my passion. How can I help other people be the very best version of themselves? Because I really believe in karma and everything that you put out comes right back to you. And the more love and joy I spread onto others, the more that comes back to me. So in a way, it is. It's just, oh, it's just a way of being. So you did it, definitely did done something along these lines, but just in a slightly different way. In other words, uh, can you say that again? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. It was a cutout. So you would have, you would have done something like this, but just slightly different. Yeah, I, uh, I can't think of anything else. I've done other, I've done so many different things in my past. I have been some kind of entrepreneur. I've done different things. But this is the most rewarding thing. It's how I wake up. How can I help people? How can I make them feel more joy, more passion, more love? So yeah, like I've done, I've done, oh my God, so many different things. I've been a financial consultant, insurance consultant, feng shui consultant. I have run restaurants. I have had different businesses, um, many different businesses. But this is what lights my fire and really fills me with joy. It sounds like you definitely do. You can just tell. <laughs> I love you, Josh. Thank you. It, it, it gives me meaning. It gives life meaning. Oh, definitely. Uh, so you said, which I find quite interesting, you said that women struggle with more self-love than men. Why do you think this is? Oh, my goodness. This is an easy question you gave me, Josh. I'll tell you why is that blank 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 social media you know it's like a double-edged sword it's entertaining it's great you could go on the phone and you entertain yourself because it was funny years ago someone was telling me 
um, a grandparent, someone's grandparent told me that years ago, they want entertainment, they're having breakfast and they look at a cereal box. Every day, the same cereal box, day after day, they will read the same cereal box. Now, kids are watching a million things when they're eating their cereal for breakfast before going to school. So social media is great, entertainment is great. You can learn so much. You could Google anything in the world on your phone. However, the double-edged sword is that there is so much to see and women and men, but um, like you asked me about women, there's so much competing and comparing themselves to other women and their bodies and, the so and it affects the social, physical confidence, like how they look and she's got this, he's got that. And there's so much competition and comparing themselves, men too, but not to a bigger degree as much as women. So, oh, she's got prettier hair, prettier boobs, so she's shorter, skinnier, or she doesn't have cellulite or whatever it is. And we, we spend like so much time just comparing ourselves. Oh, she's prettier, she's got this, she's got that. And we then feel lacking. And by doing that, then we're attracting more of that negative emotion, negative feelings. We attract more negativity onto ourselves. And it's so hard to really love ourselves if we're competing and comparing. So why I say stay in your lane, just be always, always, your goal should be always being the very, very best version of yourself. Can't compete with anybody else because God, universe, whoever created, whoever you think how we got here, created us with only one temple. It's our body. It's the only one we got. We can make improvements to it. Yes, and we should. We should be healthy. We should exercise. We should walk. We should blah, blah, blah. But love ourselves, like I said before. Accept ourselves just the way we are because there's some things we can't change. We can't change our height, our skin color, or whatever it is. It is what it is and love ourselves just as we are and stop competing and comparing. And that is the biggest issue, I believe, that more than ever. It's television, computers, all that, phones. So, yeah. I would I would say though that it's I would say it's starting to become more equal I would say with men and women because I would say even men nowadays are doing it more and that's exactly same correlation social media is doing that I agree Josh absolutely I um thank you for saying that because I'm not a guy so I don't have that same perspective so thank you but yes from a woman's perspective. Yes, we felt that many, many times. And um, from a man's perspective, I can absolutely understand, especially when it comes, I'm assuming, correct me if I'm right, if I'm wrong, assuming when it comes to status, like men compare, I think, a lot when it comes to cars and money and their jobs and their houses and what have, even more so than women, I think. Women more individual, like sexy bodies. And you see so many girls are wearing tiny little bikinis and they, the other girls are comparing themselves to that bikini and that body shape and stuff. So yeah, I mean, we just, that's all we're doing now. It's sad. Yeah, obviously. You know what's amazing, Josh, too? It's that what we see has on social media, we only see on social media what they have staged and they want us to see. We don't get to see them when they wake out of bed and they look like, you know, we don't get to see when they have a bad day. We don't get to see other stuff. We only get to see what they want to show us. And then of course they usually want to show us their best versions of themselves. So when we're competing against that, it's really challenging. So what we need to do is just live in the moment now, the power of now, 
being our very best version ourselves. And there's just nothing we can do about trying to compete and compare. That is a lose-lose game always. No matter how beautiful you are, no matter, there's always going to be someone more beautiful. No matter how rich you are, there's someone going to be richer. It is what it is. Just accepting yourself as you are now. Yeah, see, once quoted Charlie Chaplin, is it someone you're a fan or, a fan of or, or did you just start to quote? Excuse me? Uh, so you once uh, quoted Charlie Chaplin. Uh, is, it, is it someone you're a fan of or did, or did you just like the quote at the time? Charlie Chaplin? Yeah. Uh, what about Charlie Chaplin? So I, I picked out that you you once quoted him. Uh, oh, I you... did. That was so long ago. I don't remember what I said. What right. I'm sorry. Um, so, so were you just... Are you just a fan of him generally, or, or was it a certain quote you liked? No, it was a certain quote because that's I honestly I didn't remember the quote. I, I didn't remember I did that, but um, not someone that I really study or embrace or whatever. Just a quote that hit me. Yeah, because that's what I'm thinking for a second. I forgot it's been a while since I wrote the book, so I I forgot about that. So it's in my book. Is that what you're saying? Uh. I did my research and before I found it. You did, but, I know. I'm like, wow. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did I go back there. I don't remember the quote. I'm sorry, Josh. I don't remember the quote right now. Charlie Champlain. I'm like, that's why I drew a blank. I'm like, because I read a lot. I don't know. I, back then, I, I've, read, I've read over a thousand books. So, uh, yeah. And yeah, so many quotes and workshops because yeah. I love it. It probably all just goes, it goes into one now. You, probably, but you were you, awesome. You, you did do your research. Me, you, you did research me. That's awesome. Very impressive. Very impressive. Awesome. Yeah. Um. So, who is the first? Um. Hold on. Let me just get. Let me just get it straight. So, who is the first person that you uh, would go if you're heading out for coffee? Oh, if I had a cup of coffee, who would the first first person I would go? Wow. 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 Huh. Is he, does he have to be alive? <laughs> it, it can can be alive or, or past. Like, I have Whatever. a teacher that really inspired me to really go into NLP and hypnosis. And he passed away and he's amazing. Or Wayne Dyer, who's amazing. He's the one that says, um, we having a spiritual experience. So I, I, lo I love him. But I, oh my goodness, how many people? I, I don't know where to start. Who would I? Besides, I think my father or my mom. They, they taught me so much in so many different ways because I've learned from my my mother had to be very entrepreneurial and business and aggressive and assertive. And for my father, which is usually the opposite, how to be very empathetic and sweet and soft and laugh. And the totally, my parents are total opposites. When you put them together, it became me, you know? So I learned so much from both of them. It's amazing, but I don't know who I would pick. Wow, Josh, that's a tough question. Yeah, I think my parents or Wayne Dyer, it's just, 
You know who I absolutely adore? I love Tony Robbins too. So a cup of coffee with Tony Robbins. Yeah. Oh, go with that. So it's sort of, it's sort of coming to the end, unfortunately. Oh, oh wow, that was fast. <laughs> so I've got a few, a few more questions before we go. So at the minute, I, I'm compiling a list of films that I need to watch before I die. Hit me with your favorite one. I'll add that one on the list. Oh my God. Okay, Josh, you're going to think I'm nuts, but I don't own a TV. I don't even have a TV. I, um, that is a tough question. I don't even know if I can answer that question. Honestly, what would be the films? Because I, I haven't been to the movies in years. I don't have a TV. I, um, I would watch The Earthling again, which is a movie about grounding yourself. But there's not any movie that I would say that your audience would have watched. I don't know if you heard about The Earthling. Have you ever heard about The Earthling? Oh, tell no. me about okay. it. Yeah, well, that is something that it's about. It's a documentary about this gentleman who was literally practically in his deathbed. And he didn't know what was going on with him. And he realized that grounding was the reason what he needed to do to do. And grounding is just basically going out in nature without shoes because your feet have to make contact with your body has to make contact or your whole body with the earth. And we're so disconnected from mother earth. And that is actually doesn't sound that exciting, but it is, it really transformed the way I see life because I realized that we are so rattled with energy and computers, like I was saying all that stuff. But when we ground ourselves and we go into mother Gaia into the earth and we walk on the earth, it helps us physically so much and emotionally, mentally, like with inflammation and stuff like that. So he literally healed himself and he's in perfect health by doing that instead of going the normal route. But um, that would be probably the only, I am, I don't even know what's playing. I would watch documentaries, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's still a chair, but I, I write it that you actually don't have a telly. That's pretty thing for someone in 2022. I haven't had a television in years. I got divorced. I'm thinking, I am so freaking happy with living life. I go hiking, I go biking, I walk, I do so. I, my life is so full of things that I love to do that I, um, I don't watch TV because many, many, many times I believe. Remember what I told you about when we, like, hypnosis? What people don't realize is that when we're watching TV, especially early in the morning or late at night, we are literally becoming hypnotized, I mean, for real, by what we're listening to. Because our body, our subconscious is always, that's another thing, our subconscious are up 24-7, 365 days a year. It's always on, our subconscious. So we're like sponges. So we pick up everything. For instance, what I listen to at night, you're going to laugh at me, is affirmations. I have created my own affirmations on my YouTube channel to attract love, for self-love, for um, everything. So I have a whole bunch of affirmations on my YouTube channel and I listen to it all night long. I have it next, I have it on and that's what I listen to. And it's about being happy and being joyful. And like I told you before, I wake up on fire and it's because it's like, I am joyful, I'm grateful. I it's about self-love and gratitude, attitude, and all that stuff. And that's what I listen to at night. And even when I'm working, I, I don't know if you see, I have another computer. I turn it off now because what I do is um, 
I have one computer and I'm working on it and the other computer has subliminal affirmations. Subliminal affirmations are really powerful because all you hear is the music really low and the words are underneath it embedded. So you don't hear the words. So I 24 seven, except when I'm having SEX and I'm taking a shower, I have my Bluetooth on and I am listening to affirmations, whether it's spoken or subliminal, where all you hear is like a soft ocean or the soft uh, piano or something. And underneath, I have embedded the words in it. And like I said, those are my YouTube channel. So I have it on in, if I'm in the kitchen, if I'm in the bedroom, wherever I am, 24 seven. And all I know is, Josh, you may think I'm crazy, but I am so freaking happy. I am literally bouncing off the wall. Like for instance, um, I live by myself in Arizona and my mom, my family lives in Florida and they were so worried about me because I'm by myself. I just, I just finished moving here right before COVID hit. So I'm by myself. I spent Christmas, New Year's, uh, you, every holiday by myself. My mom is like, are you okay? I'm like, mom, I am freaking happy. Mom goes, do you, how can you be so, I'm like, mom, I am focusing only on what I am choosing to focus on to be joyful, be present, be in the now like we were discussing. And my mom is like, it's Christmas, you're by yourself. I'm like, I'm perfectly happy. I'm like more than perfectly happy. I'm freaking off the wall happy, you know? And it's just, what you feed in your brain. And the most detrimental thing is, especially, is watching TV shows where you just leave the TV on and you don't realize what's going on, especially before going to bed, it gets embedded in your brain. It really, really does. So I am like a warden when it comes to what goes in my brain to make sure I'm always, this is, this is who I am. Actually, that's not true. Usually, I am more energized and more upbeat and more, but I am talking to, um, on, on the podcast, I need to speak slower. Usually I speak really, really, really fast, but I want everyone to understand me, especially the different accents, different languages, different countries. And um, but I am usually like, happy and I'm go, 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 go. And I wake up, I, I don't, I told you, I don't get out of bed. I freaking jump out of bed. And that is what I want for your audience, for everyone. That's what I'm saying. It's like, Everything is what we put in, is what comes out. It's what the life we create. And we all, I, I like to say, actually I go hiking. And when I go hiking, I'm, I live in Arizona right now. I call it my magical manifesting mountain, MMM. And every time I go on my mountain, I call it my mountain, it's a huge mountain, magical manifesting mountain. I go there, as soon as I put my feet on the mountain, I get off the car, I start manifesting by talking to myself, creating what I want, raising my vibration, feeling happy, feeling joyful, and all this stuff. It's just like, I get out of that mountain and I'm like, hi, everybody. I'm like, just like, I'm like high in life. Literally, I remember going to the gym and I was in the gym and this guy comes up to me and he goes to me, hey, hey, I want that. What are you on? I'm like, what are you talking about? It's what you want. I want that. I'm like, what, what are you high on? I'm like, I'm high on life. And the guy was so disgusted by me. He thought I had some kind of drug because he goes, he wanted like Coke or I don't know what he wanted. He goes, that's what you're high on. I, he just walked away because he wanted me to sell him whatever I, but you can't, you can't sell it. You could just, it's bottled up inside you and you just have to tap into it. I call it tune in, tune up and get turned to high vibration. And that's what I say it is. And it's like tuning in, what is it you wanna feel? I tune into my heart, what I wanna feel. And I tune up to high vibration, whether it's God, universe, my creator, into the energy 
that I want to tap into, the positive energy. And then I get, I just get turned on. I literally get turned on that way. So the guy was like, high on life. And he looked at me like disgust. And he just walked away. And I'm like, you know, so it's all about what, what you tune into. It's almost like microwave waves. Everything is energy. And you just have to tap into the wave, the energy, the vibration, the frequency of what you want to feel. And then hook onto it and hold on for that because that's what gets you to feel joyful and happy and blissful every day. <laughs> last last question. Got time for one last piece of advice. What last piece of advice would you like to to give our listeners before we go? If you learn nothing else from today, which I've said many, many times, understand embody, embrace that by you loving yourself is the most unselfish thing you can do. By you loving yourself, you are becoming a magnet, a beacon to attract everything you want in your life. By you loving yourself, you're raising your energy, your vibration, and you're becoming a manifesting magnet to manifest true joy, abundance, true love, your soulmate, Whatever it is you want, it all begins with the frequency, the energy of how you're feeling. And then you start attracting that. You start attracting opportunities, people, resources, you name it. You just have to go out there, um, fill yourself up with love and just send that love out, that vibration of what it is you want. And you start manifesting and attracting whatever it is you want by your frequency. Everything matches to frequency. And it's all about you raising your frequency. The higher you raise your vibration, the more you love yourself, the better you feel about yourself, the more opportunities come your way. And they just do. That's just life. So that would be my advice. Fall deeply in love with yourself. That's it. Thank you for that. <laughs>